BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Here's what's trending on the Big Party Morning Show on channel 94.1. U.S. News is out. U.S. News is out with their list of the best states for 2023. And Nebraska's good life is showing up at number four on the list. Where's the Iowa? States. Iowa seven. Seven. Pretty good. We beat Iowa. So yeah, goes we're Utah. pretty good in the middle, I'm saying. Nebraska, Iowa, pretty too damn good Midwestern states. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. What, what's the categories? I'm guessing it's every category out there. They didn't break it down as far as like they were like every region in the country basically showed up in the top 10 list. It was like so all over the place. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's just quality of life. And I think it's mostly like tax stuff. Um, the 10 lowest ranked you, uh, states in the U.S. Uh, it was Louisiana came in last, followed by Alaska, Mississippi, New Mexico and West Virginia. But if you ask somebody, where do you want to get moved to? Let's say you're in the military. They're like mm-hmm. Johnson, you're going to get stationed either in Nebraska or Louisiana. Don't you think you're taking Louisiana all day? Yes. Like Utah was the top state. Yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like make. California is laughing at us. So like, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> But right, Utah, it is the good stuff. It's a great place to raise a family, the Midwest. Yeah, definitely a nice place to be. Um, Taste of Omaha is going to be in Ralston this summer. It's moving. The organizers announced that the event will be happening June 2nd through June 4th at the Liberty First Credit Union Arena in Ralston and um, the Granary District. There's going to be like a shuttle. That about Granary a half District a mile away. looks really neat. It's very We're cool. We're excited for Taste of Omaha being Ralston, but we would like to see the Taste of Ralston. I would love that. I'd like to see the Taste of La Vista, the Taste of Papillion. Papillon. I mean, bring it all out. Give us all the tastes. Bring us all. Give us all the taste. I want all the taste. I'm going on a Ralston food crawl. <laughs> American Airlines uh, pilots are putting the threat of a strike on the negotiating table. They're the latest union this week that could be going ahead and hitting the picket line. Uh, the company has offered to pay more than 30%, but pilots want changes to scheduling, citing their like basically their well-being. So they are moving closer. The pilots are allowing the strike to take place. God, everybody is striking, right? Yesterday was May Day. It's International Labor Day. That's supposed to be about the workers. Yeah. And everyone went on strike. Yeah, yesterday um, the Writers Union of Hollywood went ahead and announced that they're going on strike. So we're going to start seeing writers on the picket lines starting this afternoon. Rioters on the storm. What's going on in France, man? Oh, they're, they're just like everybody in Paris is. They uh, ready for this? They uh, extended the uh, age of retirement mm-hmm. to sixty-four. Uh, right now it's sixty-two, and I don't get it. <laughs> I don't oh. understand the riot. It's like okay, 
I mean, they're trashing and, you know, oh, some guy got lit on fire. You got to understand the French. throw a revolution in France every once in a while, right? Let's storm the Batillou. I would think I would have figured out something else to to riot with. But, uh, yeah, that's what they're doing. It's all because of that. It's interesting. There's got to be more to it. Sword fighting with baguette bread sticks. Yeah. I think someone got hit with a Molotov cocktail and lit, lit the guy on fire. It's like, Quite possibly. Geez. I'm telling you, France <laughs> Lord, it's crazy there. strikes all the time. They are constantly in protest. I mean, it is always, this one's just really, really, really big. I mean, for them to move the retirement age, the thing was is that Macron, you know, their, their president, he didn't wait for it to go through Congress. He just... He just made just like an executive order like this happen. And I'm like, why would you do that, dude? At least try to hang some of the blame on somebody else. So absolutely, France has been in like an, a feeding frenzy of outrage for a, a couple of, like a couple months now. I mean, it's Over. been weeks long. It's, it's a lot. Isn't he named after like a French cookie? <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. You're thinking of the macaroon. Yeah, macaroon. exactly. That's exactly what he's named after. Everybody's on strike. Let's start a strike. Okay. Let's go on strike. They'll fire us and replace us with AI in two seconds. Oh, exactly. Yeah, They're like, that. pineapple. <laughs> Be the Thank pineapple you. and butthole show. Oh, my God. Pineapple and butthole? Wow. But and then the other character like is whole. feel like those two go together. <laughs> and the fact that you're trying to make that fit is very uncomfortable. Ooh, make it, <laughs> making it fit is uncomfortable. You're right. So... No. So um, there is a guy that's in the Netherlands who's been banned from donating sperm. He has fathered over 550 children. They're like, oh enough. Is so, it, I mean, how why do you, are they stopping him now? I mean, why didn't they? Inbreeding, it's got to be. Well, they discovered that he had done this. Well, Jeff, when you have 500 people in the Netherlands, uh, is it a big area? Uh, a, a small town or... Well, I mean, oh it's just—it's the country. Um, the law caps the amount of fathering a donor can give to twenty-five children. That's what I'm saying. Why didn't they catch mothers. it sooner? I think that this was something where I—he allegedly misinformed potential parents about how many kids he'd helped conceive. Obviously, this is—he did it for a payday. Like he's getting paid every time he does it. I yeah, think. I think something. so. Look at that. You could have made a bunch of money. Instead, you wasted it on socks. Well, he must have had, he must have checked all the boxes, though. Don't they do really high standards? They do background checks and your education. and I don't know what it's like, back- though. They don't just take anyone's goo. <laughs> Juice. I don't know how it works in the Netherlands. <laughs> I don't I mean, either, but geez. You better- they can't give out his full name, I guess, because of privacy laws. But, um, like, what I if mean- he looks like, what if he looked like Chris Hemsworth? You know, Keep and his up. IQ's through the roof. And, you know, it just checks every box. And it probably keep, work. keep it going. Well, there was that Netflix know. special. There was the one in America. Yeah, I hated There's, that one. It was so gross. I, the people, fertility doctor. People, people start realizing that, hey, wait, I'm related to this person and that person. And, and all of a sudden, it was the fertility doctor that was... That was um, impregnating oh there was such a terrible he had like a god complex or something yes yeah it was so bad it's like a folgers commercial we replaced the semen that these people (laughs) asked for with gary's Ooh, will they notice (laughs) maybe it looks a lot like the doctor that helped you (laughs) what huh well that has been i mean that was 
through uh, like one of those ancestry things. Oh, I know. You know, where you like throw in the DNA and they're like, you've got like 17, like one twice, you know, like once removed type of situation and all these people found each other. God, yeah, do you think there's any like growing grandmas out there and families, grandmas and grandpas that are like nervous that one, you know, someone's going to do a one of those DNA tests and do the big reveal that grandpa, grandpa isn't, yeah, like grandpa upstream behind us. There's some weird, some odd, like no, no, don't. <laughs> I don't want to know. Oh, give that to Gammy. I'll mail that for you. What? What would right. you do? <laughs> I mean, lost. Let me mail that in. Oh, let Gammy mail that in. <laughs> I said, let Gammy mail it in. I love the post office. Okay. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Relax. What would you do if I found I out mean, that my parents weren't my parents? What can you do? <laughs> I guess you're right. I'm sure. I'm just saying. I'm sure there's some things in the woodpile that we don't know. Didn't you go through a stretch, though, as a kid? I remember a long stretch where I was convinced I was adopted. Like, convinced. Because you were mad at your parents or something? No, just like, I was like, this doesn't match up. Like, because not- Ann told you? I mean, was it something like that? Well, she's the older sister. I'm Molly the older is. sister. Yeah, but still. That would I mean, be a little know. bit of a magic trick for your little sister to go, you're adopted. Just to be mean. <laughs> Just have You never did that with his brothers to, to your sister or your brother? If you're the oldest, you you predate the other person. So you Doesn't mean say- you weren't adopted. I mean, they could have found out and, you know, said, hey, you're adopted. Mom and dad told me, but they didn't want to tell you. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. That's the mean sibling trick. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're Don't adopted. do that. Oh, I was convinced, so convinced. What'd you, uh, and we were on then, a family trip once, and I, this just goes to show you how stinking funny my mom, my mom is. We were sitting in the car, and it was just random, like just family trip, and we were sitting in the car in a gas station. My mom's like, you know I love you, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I mean, I love you more than anything. I was like, absolutely. She's like, you're right. You're adopted. <laughs> and I got a smile on my face. She's like, I can't believe she's like, it's not true. It's I like got so excited. This probably wouldn't happen as much anymore. But with our generation, it's completely conceivable that you're with your, you know, we're raised with your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. But your real mom is Aunt Lisa. It could be. Or cousin Jody. Yeah. Because back in the day, there was more restrictions and shame. Yeah. And so they kept it in the family. It's just... You're mm-hmm. raised by the other ones. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, back you know back then for sure. I mean, I have a half brother laying around somewhere. I don't know where. Um, that's from uh, my mother. <laughs> Just laying around somewhere. I don't know what he's doing. Misplaced pot holder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a person. Right. Like I was driving. Where the hell were we going? We're going up through South Dakota with a buddy of mine years ago, and we went through a small town. I think like Leeds, South Dakota, and he's like, I got a half brother that lives here. Like, well, let's go say hi. I would, too. I don't even know where he is. He's like, uh, I haven't seen him since, like, a family reunion. I'm like, well, we're here. How fascinating. Yeah, to- that's what it- I thought. I'm like, dude, more family. I would no want to. No kidding. See, this guy. Um, Do they look like you? Do they talk like you? This one, uh, my brother, I think his name is Terry. He showed, him, showed up in Germany. And that's how I found out because he found my mother. And it was the time when it was illegal adoptions. And um, what happened is that she, when she gave birth, they took the baby and walked her right out of the room and handed it to the new parents. That's how it was way back then, I guess. Yeah, sealed. They just, yeah. like, you never knew. So he found uh, my mother, and that's when I found out. And I was in high school. 
But then it got all crazy because he wanted to know who the father was. My mother didn't know where he was, and, you know, she didn't keep in contact. And then he ended up leaving, and that was it. Poof. Go. Did you have any re- resemblance? I mean, was there like, wow. No, looked, you looked like he uh, resembled my family in Hawaii. Oh, wow. Yeah, because the, the, the father was also native to Hawaii as well. Okay. It was the weirdest thing. And he went to school in Lincoln even. It was bizarre. Glad you guys kept in touch. <laughs> yeah, how are you? You got to look this guy up. I don't ha- know how. He still has his hair. Oh, yeah. He had a big full of hair. He had a big full head of hair. And when he left, he found me down to say bye and he needed some cash. Oh, God, really? So, yeah. So I gave him everything out of my account thinking, oh, you know, we'll see. All $7? All $7 to get him back home. And he never, I never heard back from him. And I don't care. Cue the scene from the Hulk. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Well, this got sad. Think we can find no, him? No, this got real. No, I don't know how to find him. All you I don't know, know his last the, name? No, I don't know any of that. I, how would I know? I don't, I just, just know his first name. a little bit of effort. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Believe me. I, Ask better questions. I want my $7 back. <laughs> That's the thing. If he could hunt this guy down, oh, it's not bet. about love. It's about, hey, man, plus interest. That's compounded over a long time. Yeah, it has. No, I don't know where he's at, what he's doing. I don't know. Nothing. It's sad. It's, it's stupid, and it's, it's just dumb. Oh, you we know? got a concert announcement next hour. Yeah, it's 9 o'clock. We're going to bring that smile up. And we're going to give you tickets to this show, but we're going to be talking to someone very cool next. Uh, Paul Mercurio is at the Funny Bone Comedy Club Friday night. And then two shows on Saturday. He's an Emmy winner for his work on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I will speak with uh, Paul Mercurio next. You're listening to The Big Party Morning Show on Channel 941. Uh, this Friday and Saturday at the uh, Funny Bone Omaha out of Village Point, you got the very funny Paul Mercurio. He's an Emmy Award winner from The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. God, we miss Jon Stewart. Yeah, we yes. do. And The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Joining us on the phone, Paul Mercurio. Good morning, Paul. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing okay, guys. How are you? Doing great. Hey, let's dive into the uh, the strike that's going on right now. What do you think about the writer's strike? Well, I just think, you know, it's you got to have it because there's just so much money being left on the table because the streaming and all this other stuff has changed everything. And then the AI stuff, people can, like, write just by talking and type a couple of words in and write a whole script. So, like... It sucks because we're not going to work and I don't have money coming in. I got about, in about 20 minutes, I'm hitting the New York streets. I'm selling uh, $20 Rolexes. So I'm going to head to head with the guys from Nigeria. I'm selling stuff on the street and uh, whatever else I got to do. Yeah. yeah you, so you, it's just. Right, so, so, you, yeah. you should do the, uh, you know, the guy that uh, covers himself like in all silver or gold and stands still. Yeah. Yeah. That? I'm going to do that. <laughs> it's so weird you said that because I'm going to do that as a, I'm going to get on my knees and, and pretend to be a fire hydrant. There you go. How many dogs pee yeah, on to, me. to the to the New York Street performers have a union. They got a great union. They got a little bit of oh, man. <laughs> They yeah. got a union. The guys, the guys with the uh, the dirty hot dog water dogs. Uh, they got a union. Everybody's got a union. Homeless guys have a union. You don't want to mess with those guys. No, they, uh, not. 
So, Paul, yeah, how, did you, exactly. how did you go from, from being a lawyer to a comedian? I mean, that's... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't plan on it. I was, I was working in New York. I was doing uh, corporate law, I was doing like merger and acquisition deals, and I started writing jokes as a hobby. And I just, like, I, I don't know why. I, I always loved watching stand-up, maybe like you guys did too. Like, I was always a kid, like I'd ask my parents to stay up late if there was a comic on that I liked, and I didn't plan on it. And then um, I was doing these deals, and I started writing jokes, and then Jay Leno was a private entertainment at this, like, function my firm got invited to and uh i printed out all my jokes and i went up to him and i said um after he, done, he did a show i go i don't know if you need jokes but i i got all these jokes i wrote and i'm never going to use it because i'm a lawyer and he's like okay let me tell me, 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 me like he he really talks like they're letting helium out of a balloon very slowly it's like it's like the weirdest thing right and then a couple of days later my phone rings and i get this call it's jay leno is paul there and I, I thought there's no way Jay Leno called me. I figured he threw my jokes out. So I thought it was my friend David pulling a prank because he likes to like, we like to prank and pretend to do voices and stuff. And I go, yeah, really funny. It's not really, it's Jay Leno. And I'm like, look, man, I don't have time for this. I'm in the middle of a merger. No, it's really Jay Leno. And I actually said to Jay Leno, you do a lousy Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. he, so he hires you as a joke writer. Um, yeah, and about a week later, he calls me and he says, "I'm going to do one of your jokes on the Tonight Show tonight." And he did. He was paying me fifty bucks a joke, whatever he used, he would pay me for. And he did that first joke, and oh, it blew wow. my head off my shoulders. Think about that: yeah, fifty bucks yeah. a joke. Now that's got to be awesome to hear your joke. But then, did you immediately feel like, "God, I want to tell my joke"? Yes. Yeah, like you, like you just crawled into my head. That was a creepy thing that you figured out right away. Very good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like you hear this thing, and it's like, it's so. Then he he actually told me how to do it. He said you can go try the jokes. I'll go to open mic nights. So I would go to open mic nights, and I was working like all nighters. Like I like this was like round the clock hostile deals, blah blah blah. But we'd have a dinner break. And all the other associates would go to dinner, and I would get in a car, and I'd go downtown to the Bowery in New York, the worst places, and I'd do open mic nights in my little, like, Wall Street suit. And, like, it was like and, – and one of the places I worked was called Downtown Beirut 2. Two. Right. Okay? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. They, they were either franchising these hellholes or somebody blew up one, one of the two. And, <laughs> and, and it was like when people like on the street borrow money from you to go drinking, like hookers worked out of there, pimps worked out of there. If you borrow people on these homeless people borrow money, you go drink. This is where they go to drink. This is where they were drinking with your money that they borrow from you. And then it was just that was started. The, and then I did my first joke that I got a laugh. And it was like, crazy it was like a drug right like into my vein and uh then it kind of just and then one night i was waiting to go on stage there and i look back at like what i put myself through how badly i wanted it like i i was waiting to go on stage and uh there's a folk singer on stage playing blowing in the wind badly like the end right bad right all of a sudden there's a scuffle at the pool table guy runs out of the bar a guy cuts another guy across the side of the neck with a box cutter and he starts bleeding, and it was a drug deal gone bad. Now, he's not passed out, but he's screaming, like, he cut me, he cut me, man. And the guy on stage just keeps playing. He's a blowing in the wind. Like, he's not getting off. Professional. <laughs> Complete <laughs> professional. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, right? And so now I'm waiting to go on stage. I think, okay, the show's over. As I literally, I'm walking out of the bar, I hear the MC go, all right, you guys ready for some comedy? Oh, man. 
That's so, funny. Yeah. So, so was I, it? So I go on stage. And okay. I say, nice to be here at Downtown Beirut too. I always wanted to follow a slashing, and the guy heard me say that, and he goes, "You making fun of me?" And he took all these bloody napkins and he threw them at me, and they hit me on my shirt, and I had a big blood stain on my shirt. And did the rest of the show with a giant blood stain on my shirt. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't think it. I don't think anyone else's early shows can top that. No, no not at all. <laughs> That's earning your stripes. Paul, would, would yeah. were you scared when you when you got rid of the uh, the gig as a lawyer? Then, I mean, were you like, what, yeah, what am I, I doing? Really, yeah, I had a lot of doubts. I had a lot of fears. I was like, you know, because I come a middle class kid from Rhode Island. I, my parents are high school educated. My my mom and dad had a furniture store that my mother started. Very progressive woman, like in the sixties, like out of a tenement apartment with two little kids. And I started doing this, and I was like, I was like six months in, and I'm like, wow, this sucks. I'm not making any money, and I'm working these dive bars, and like, and and my wife was super cool about it. Uh, we've been together since high school. Um, we, uh, and she always was supportive and, uh, and I joke, you know, we dated a while before we got married. We dated 15 years before we got married. Wow. And, uh, yeah, she proposed finally. Did she? Um, I, <laughs> like I waited I, I, so long. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you wait? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, she's like, listen, I can't tell you the exact words how she proposed, but they ended with, or get off the pot. Yeah. And, uh, uh. it was kind of, that was the beginning. But yeah, it was a really scary change, man. Because like I, I, I started going, oh, I, I, I got to go back. I got to go back. What have I done? What have I done? I got to go back. And then it, uh, but it turned. But eventually, you know, I got hired on the Daily Show. But I literally, like, I sold my apartment in New York and I moved to a rooming house outside of the city. And I had a little like ten by twelve room with a hot pot on the floor. And uh, it was like I shared a bathroom in a kitchen with two ex-cons, two recovering addicts, and a 300-pound phone sex operator who sold Herbalife diet products door to door. Those were my neighbors. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever called and, a, a a a phone sex? I, mean, I imagine you the phone sex were had an incredible voice, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, listen. Thank you very much, man. It's unbelievable. Your questions are amazing. It's oh, like, okay. Did you talk to my wife before no. I called you? Like, <laughs> no, I saw some. I literally, I saw some show on those sex workers once, and and uh, you know, in, in your head when you're calling them, you're thinking all sexy, but it was it. They went to to the you woman. See what they look like. Yeah, and then she when was, she opens her mouth, you're like, I get it. She was knitting. And just so bored. <laughs> oh. Yes. That's exactly. Listen, I'm not making fun of anybody with weight problems out there, right? Whatever. Uh. But I lived, literally, my apartment was literally below her. And I could hear everything, right? And the, the conversations would always start. It's like, hi, my name is uh, Jean, and that was true. And I have strawberry blonde hair, and that was true. And I have blue eyes, and that was true. And uh, what do I weigh? I weigh 105 pounds. Ah, thank you for playing, okay? Like, <laughs> her arm weighed 105 pounds, okay? And then oh, I Lord. would have to literally, in the middle of winter, whatever the weather was, she'd start like, oh, like whatever, right? And yeah. like the nasty stuff. I would have to get dressed and go out and walk around the block for a couple of minutes till I knew she was done and then go back. It was like... It was the worst. I married her, okay, guys? You're like, <laughs> she's lovely. She asked me on. to marry her, and I said yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
Paul, thanks for jumping uh, on, bud. We appreciate yeah, it, man. man. Hey, we're excited to get you back in uh, back in uh, Omaha. Yeah, you're here Friday yeah, and Saturday. Three uh, years. Yeah. Last time was last what? Time, you, you... I was there. I was there that weekend in March when the whole world shut down. Oh like my March god! March 15th weekend. So the running joke is, when I come back to Omaha, I shut it down. So <laughs> okay. there you go. So, I like it. Yeah. That wasn't that I time. appreciate you guys having me on and getting the word out again and oh. spreading the word. But thank you. I really appreciate it. You bet, Paul. You can jump on anytime you like, man. We appreciate it. All right. Time. Hey, Thank you, you guys come to New York, you let me know. I'll get you tickets to the late show if we still have a job. Okay. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> All right. See you, buddy. Take care, guys. All right. Thank there's you. Paul right there. Sat- uh, Friday, Saturday, Funny Bone. Call the Bone phone. Uh, oh, OmahaFunnyBone.com. He's doing a show uh, Friday night. And then uh, two shows Saturday, 21 and over, the very funny Paul Mercurio. Get out you know, Emmy winner, Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Late show with Stephen Colbert. You got to feel for his buddies that are. Oh all. my God! And you know what? And I assure that's affecting Paul as well for writing. Yeah, and his there's journey. A, there's a strike in Hollywood. Yeah, his journey alone. Say. I love hearing those stories like that. Um, so yeah, we got Molly's minute coming up next. Molly. Last night was the Met Gala. Find out some of the hot looks and some of the people that were not there. Surprisingly. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on channel 94.1. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on channel 94.1. That gal is all wrapped up. Yes. All and right. it was a CNB scene. We got to see uh, Pedro Pascal. He walked the red carpet. Oh, he did? Okay. I like oh, that guy. Oh, yes. He's everybody's crush right now. He was wearing um, shorts underneath the trench coat. It was a very interesting look. Um, there were, you know, a lot of celebs that are getting attention, you know, like Giselle Bündchen was there, obviously no Tom Brady, uh, they're divorced now, but they usually Giselle looked amazing too. walk together. Um, and some of the baby bumps that were out there, Rihanna was, uh, in like a, a full length, like wedding dress, but like maternity wear, uh, Serena Williams uh, did a baby bump unveil. She and her husband are expecting baby number two. And Carly Klaus is another one that went ahead. But there were and some. And Kendall Jenner wore nothing. Did you yes. see Kendall? Good loud. Yeah. Oh. Walking around the streets of New York. I like remember. a see through outfit with a thong. You remember wearing that? <laughs> yeah. There was a time. <laughs> you would pant- wear that? Where my friends and I would go out pants optional. Wait, what um, are you talking about? What would you wear? Like that kind of stuff where underwear it's, you'd yeah, wear your underwear, but it, but it was just like they were you know basically like hot pants, like they were they weren't it wasn't underwear, but it was like basically cut like underwear, and you would wear it. You'd wear a bodysuit and um and tights and just a jacket over it, and that was it. Everybody's talking about my hot pants. What the? I hell? got my hot pants on. <laughs> that sounds fun though. It was fun um, until 
I went to uh, a kegger uh, when I went came back to for like Christmas break um, in Omaha, and my cousin Patrick was like, "You can't dress like that here." Oh, that's so Patrick. Oh, really? Oh, funny. You can't dress like that. You can't dress like that here because all these people. He's like, "You're gonna get me in so many fights tonight." Trying to like basically defend you look your honor. You're dressing all sexified, huh? Look at Molly. I don't know this Molly. I don't We're just saying, Molly. kids, when you're young, live, live, enjoy life. the package you're in. Yes. Absolutely. Sometimes Let, get it out, get it out of the package and strut. Let that body but out. It. Yes. Uh, but Blake Lively was not in attendance. Why? Um, you know, I think they had I other stuff it. going on. Like uh, Beyonce didn't go. Uh, Lady Gaga wasn't there, and you know, she a lot of oh, times has like thing. a whole look. Like, I mean, she's right up there with Jared Leto as far as like, hey, making it happen. Taylor Swift wasn't in attendance. Neither were the Hadids or Timothy Chalamet. He's another one where you're like, what? He always craziest costumes ever. Didn't somebody show up one time in their costume? They were wearing another human. Oh, you know Ooh. what? Jared Leto one time came in with his head yes. underneath his arms, and it looked exact. Whoever takes care of his costumes yeah, needs a raise. What does Jared Leto do for like Halloween? That guy just crushes it. Yeah, he is not afraid of a look. And, you know, he wasn't the only one who was a cat last night. I mean, Jared Leto was full who on was, furry. Who was the woman that looked like a cat? Doja Cat. That was Doja Cat. I couldn't the, even recognize the theme her. Was a, was a tribute to Carl Lagerfeld's cat. Yeah. Well, it was it, Lagerfeld, but then people were um, these two Using both the, made it made the cat made the part cat of the m- part of the fun. But yeah, I mean, Doja Cat had like prosthetics put on her face, so it almost looked like she looked I mean, like she, a cat. Yeah, like, an, like a weird alien cat. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. And then she's like doing interviews, and she's only meowing. Is she really awesome in character? <laughs> She went all in. She would fit um, in at uh, the Storm Chasers game Saturday. What's going on then? Meow to the ball game. It's cat night. Stop it. At the Storm Chasers. They always do bark in the park. You know, we can bring your dog. Yeah. So this is the third annual. They're like, they're doing, it's basically uh, cat night on Saturday at Storm Chasers game at Warner. You can bring your cat. Yes. Got to no go online fear. and get it registered or register it outside before the, you go in. Yeah. Um, Imagine your cat at a ball game. They're going to have... Temperamental or yeah, temperamental theme music and cat songs and sound effects through the whole game. So like meow. take me out, take me out to the ball game. <laughs> I just want to be there. See, I, I mean forget, if you're a cat I person, knew. you're all over it. I just oh my it's gosh. their third annual, right? You said. Mm-hmm. And it's so it a, must be a success because the first thing I thought it was a joke. The first thing I thought is I mean, what would, wouldn't a cat just like latch on to you if you got depends startled. on the cat. I, 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 I mean, some, sure. some cats are like super friendly. And, yeah, no one and would take outgoing. their cat out of the house somewhere that hasn't had experience with it and knows what they're doing. I guess you're right. Yeah, You'd there is no carrier. way I would take Murray. I mean, Murray would lose his mind. <laughs> Why well, be with his people? You'd be with your people. I'd be with my people, but all I'm his only person, and he doesn't want to go outside. You don't have like a backpack or like a little outfit you could put him on. No, though, um, my friends have sent me links to things that, um, like, they're like these sweatshirts that you can put the cat in, and they poke their head out of a hole, and it looks, I mean, it's just, it's really funny. But I just no. saw that backpack with a bubble. Yeah, I just yeah, saw a rolling one with a bubble, too. <laughs> a, roll, a clear rolling suitcase. Yeah, you want to be able to see. In. Right? Good stuff for cats. <laughs> Not mine, though. <laughs> 
All right, we got a concert announcement coming up here in a few minutes. Stay with us. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. All right, good morning to you. 938-9400. That made me jump. <laughs> we got a dog in here. Yes, we do. We'll find out a little bit more about the... This little puppy dog. Secret dog. Dog Gone Tuesday is what it is. All right, so we talked about we have a concert announcement, and so here it is. You guys know who this is, right? I'm a sucker for you. Jonas Brothers. Summon to town. They're going to be at the CHI on the 16th of September, and tickets go on sale a week from this Friday. So, Calling um, all Joe Bro super yes, fans, Joe, Joe Bro Army, Joe Bro Nation. Uh, today, you, you can uh, go on that um, verified fan on Ticketmaster.com. All right. The tickets don't officially go on sale until next Friday at 10 a.m. And we got a pair of tickets. We'll just take your, take your call right now, 938-9400. The first one in is going to get these tickets. So uh, good luck to you. Also, we're going to talk to Pam Weiss from the Humane Society coming up next. Hang on. Show on channel 941. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on channel 941. I want to congratulate Mary from Omaha. She scored those Jonas Brothers a week from this Friday. So next Friday, we'll remind you guys that we'll have tickets all week in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll do the same. Listen for Jonas Brothers and just give us a call. We'll hook you up. We got Dog on Tuesday yep, going on. We got on. Pam from the Nebraska Humane Society bringing us Pam. another dog. Yes. I brought Oscar today. And if you... And Oscar is currently like... <laughs> Grabbing my foot. Like, hey, 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 where are the treats? Where are the treats, lady? I love us. He's a cute fella. He's demanding. German Shepherd, if people want to play the home game, uh, go to nehumanesady.org. That's the website. And you can click on adopt. Go to the dogs. Click on page seven. And you'll see Oscar's wearing the purple tie. He's wearing the tie? Yeah, like he's he's got a job interview. Yeah. Looking good. How could you not... So we have some great volunteer photographers who like yeah. to um, kind of make the dogs a little, you know, let's take some photos and make the animals look a little more personal. Or could he fit into your house? Or could he fit into your, you know, workplace? Sure. So, yeah. So that would be Kimber Butler That's who took that very good looking tie. I, I don't know you... if our house is that fancy. Bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw on, on uh, the socials that you had um, some kids reading books to d- that was adorable. God, it was really Absolutely. the cutest so thing. Kids oh can do God. that anytime. And we and, and kiddos can certainly do that when their parents are, you know, if they're waiting to yeah. meet a dog or something like that. But um, actually, 
every first, F-U-R-R, first Friday, okay. <laughs> um, we have first Friday reading, and it's after school, um, and I don't know if they're going to change it for summer. They may do it, but um, the library comes. There's usually, um, there are usually a couple of activities that kids can do, like sidewalk chalk or making May baskets for the dogs or whatever the deal may be, and then um, they um, can read to the dogs as well, okay. and so we have um, treats that they can throw into the kennels to keep the dogs kind of happy, and then they read to them, and a lot of times that's really nice because the dogs are getting attention so they just sit there and listen to the kiddos kiddos can read dogs don't judge doesn't yeah. matter if you stumble over a word or two so it kind of makes benefits everybody sure yeah. i just thought it was adorable yeah. you guys do that stuff there first friday so yeah it's so, kind of a fun thing Oscar. maybe you could have people read spanish books to the dogs see si. on friday yes like El Perro con Sombrero. Oh. Is that a dog's name? <laughs> That's a dog with a oh, is hat. El yeah. Is that what that is? Oh, a dog with a oh. hat. El Perro con Sombrero. Oh, you are good. Oh, it's a bilingual is... doggy tail. I yeah, love yeah. it. I mean, we're going to do a first Friday this Friday. Yeah. yeah oh, yes. it is already Absolutely. here. You're it right. Will be this Friday. Time to get the kiddos reading. There's, oh. a, there's a historical book called Skippy John Jones. And uh -huh. Skippy John Jones is a little like a chihuahua. And he Aww. is, he is, um, he speaks Spanish and he is, oh my gosh, the book is crazy funny. My yeah. sister's okay. dog is named Skippy John Jones. Because of that book, I'm yes, sure. Yes, it is. Is it really? Really? Oh, yep. weird. Yeah. The boys named it after that. It's not a, it's not a little Chihuahua dog though. So, Ooh. so when you call him, do you have to use his, his full given name? I say Skippy John Jones, but he doesn't listen to me. Okay. He just pees <laughs> on the carpet. Oh, oh buddy. I think that. it's still Skippy John Jones, if that one's that's still with us. But one of those dogs is, is, is peeing. So what kind of, what do we got? We got a German Shepherd yes. here. Yeah. So Oscar's a German Shepherd. He is, I think he's like, um, let me look. One year, eight months. Yeah, yeah, one year, eight months. So he's still kind of a youngster. Yeah. Um, Hasn't had a whole lot of training, although he will sit. He kind of pulls on leash a little bit. And currently we have, oh, you little, he is. He's fun. He's I, eating his I leash like right him. now, even though we're chewing on the leash. So he's kind of a mouthy guy. He's still learning the world through his mouth. So Okay, yeah, that takes a little time. He's just a For baby. Sure. That's what all babies do. Yeah, and it can through your mouth. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, he, he's good with treats. He We've been working with him on um, sit and down. Um, just working with him a little bit on self-control. You know, okay. he's that age. He's that crazy age where it's like, oh, I'm going to do everything. And I'm just, I don't know what to do with my tail and my big long leg. Do you do that uh, that type of training for all the dogs that come in just to get them a little bit uh, on a head start? You know, our, um, our canine companions, the dog walkers who are volunteers, do a lot of that. Our behavior group will work with dogs that that may have some more issues or maybe super unruly, and you're just like, oh my gosh, we just have to get this dog to listen because okay. he's just climbing on your head and and not, you know, yeah. you have to get him to have a little bit of self-control. Otherwise, he's not going to get adopted. He'll get into a room with people and be climbing up on the cabinets and they're like, oh, oh yeah, that's no. true. And if you think of Oscar, this fella, he's only been, it'll be two weeks tomorrow that he's been there. That he's even been at the Humane Society. So, He's relatively fresh. And yes. what is usually the case that the dog ran away or it jumped a fence or we don't know? Could be. Um, or it could be owner surrendered because they couldn't keep him any longer depending on what the... And it doesn't say I'm on this. It doesn't... And I, I apologize. I forgot his paperwork, so I'm looking at the website too. That's and it fine. doesn't say on the website I'm a dog that was not claimed. So okay. my guess might be that he was brought in by someone okay. who, who was having some type of issue and could no longer keep him. But somebody so, needs to come get Oscar. Come yeah. get Oscar. He's a great He's all guy. dressed He's, up. 
ready he's, to go. He's beautiful. Um, and he'll be a wonderful dog. I mean, he's he's smart. He listens. I think he'll be a wonderful dog when um, somebody, you know, works with him, gets him a little bit more training. And a lot of times with these guys, we're like, oh my gosh, come to our training classes. Well, yeah, because he's discount. not a giant German shepherd. No. You and know. he's not out of control in here. Uh-uh. He's just busy. He's a yeah. busy boy. He likes to look at stuff and sniff stuff. He's and, happy. He's so chew happy. on his leash. Yes, he is shredding his leash. Yeah, he yeah. needs to go to the dog park. He's ready to yeah. run. And so I think he's one of those dogs that will really benefit from our playgroup program. So, okay. and I think that he is he is okay in playgroup. And so we just have him as he needs to meet the kiddos and he needs to meet any other resident dogs in the home. Okay. Because he's a young testosterone filled dope and mm-hmm. he's going to be like, whoa. <laughs> Not like so, humans. Yeah. yeah. So he kind of needs to meet the other dog and make sure that's going to gonna work out well and that he's okay. not going to be rude and the other dog isn't going to be like, oh, heck no. I don't want to deal with you. You're crazy. Also, you can uh, foster people if you want to foster a dog. That's also another uh, way of doing uh, and get the dog around. You can love the dog. You don't you have to keep it, but it gets him out of that kennel and and stuff and he absolutely gives, gives a us a little elbow life. room yeah, yeah you bet he gets a little we get more info from you and then when they do find their forever home it's great and yeah. sometimes fosters fail and keep them which is okay too sure absolutely well thank you for coming in and bringing oscar oscar i love oscar i love that tie <laughs> i think he'd be eating it if he was wearing that tie he'd be eating it yeah, right now yeah. i think he might be shredding it you are all correct. Right. all right we'll be back stay with us <laughs> Weekdays from 5 to 10. It's the Big Party Morning Show. Only on Channel 94.1.